Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. While I completely agree that being in your 20s should be fun and the amount of financial responsibility that you should have will be on the lower end compared to other decades of your life, there is a certain amount of financial prep work that I think we should all be taught how to start doing in our 20s just to make sure that by the time we reach the end of our 20s and we're staring down the barrel of turning 30, 30, we actually feel like we have some sort of solid financial footing to stand on to step into the next chapters of our life. Now that you've heard that, do not skip this episode because don't worry, I'm not about to sit here and film an episode telling you to stop going out with your friends and stop spending money at bars or to settle down and get a real job. That's not what this is about. As far as I'm concerned, you can do whatever you want with your 20s. Just make sure, like we're going to cover in today's episode, that you're starting to get a hang of following these five simple financial practices that you can start to do in your 20s that really are not going to be taxed taxing on you, pun, no pun intended, that are not going to be difficult for you to do and that will really help make sure that you're on solid financial ground by the time you reach a stage in your life that you want to start looking at things like buying a house or taking time off from your job or putting money into starting your own startup. All of these practices are going to make sure that you're able to do those things while still having fun, letting loose, and not putting all of your money into savings while you're in your 20s. So if you're ready, let's jump on in to today's episode. First though, I want to say a quick hello and welcome to the How to Adult Show. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is a free weekly show produced by the How to Adult School your source for all the important life skills like personal finance information that you wish someone had taught you in school. So if this sounds like the resource that you have been waiting for, I'm going to take a second and invite you to go ahead and click subscribe on the channel. That way you can be sure that you're never going to miss another episode of the How to Adult Show. So for today's episode, we're going to walk through five straightforward financial steps that you can start taking in your 20s to set yourself up properly. Before we get started, though, I want to quickly take a second and just point out that I stepped into my 20s with a really solid financial education, thanks to my parents, and even I didn't start doing all of these five things all at once. It was a slow building process incorporating these into my life. So don't take this lesson and feel like you have to start doing these five things all at once, all together, because chances are you're going to make yourself feel overwhelmed, burn out of it immediately and go on like a gigantic Aritzia spending spree. So don't do that. Remember, this is all just a drop in the bucket. Take it one step at a time and make it your goal that over the course of the next few years in your 20s, or 30s if you're past your 20s and you're listening to this now, just make it a goal that over the next few years, you start to build up to practicing all of these habits and setting yourself up for success. So 
personal finance lesson number one that you should start mastering in your 20s is to get used to tracking your spending and your expenses. Absolutely everyone who is interested in ever getting a solid grip on their personal finances needs to master this simple step first because absolutely everything after that will stem from understanding where the money flows in your life. If you don't understand where your money goes, it's gonna be really hard later on in your life to start working towards other financial goals that you have. So if you've ever found yourself wondering why someone who appears to make a lot of money still seems to be eternally broke, or if you yourself have ever gotten a nice influx of cash in your life, whether that's from a bonus or a raise, and you think, oh, this is gonna be fantastic, I'm gonna have so much more money, but still at the end of the month, you feel like you can barely rub two dimes together in your bank account, it's probably because there's not a solid understanding of where that money goes. And it's really, really easy to fall into the trap of finding yourself making more money, and then slowly without realizing it, you start increasing your lifestyle costs and the amount of money that you make and your lifestyle costs will start to go up in tandem, meaning that still, no matter how much money you're making, at the end of the month, you're going to feel strapped. That's why it's so important to start off when you're young, when you're probably making the least amount of money you're ever gonna make in your life, it's so important to get in the habit of tracking your spending and starting to learn what your own spending habits are so that you have that information and you can be in control of those spending decisions consciously when you move on to later parts of your life and you have a little bit more disposable income to play with. So getting started with tracking your spending is really easy. I recommend setting aside one or two hours, one day a month, that you're gonna sit down, print out all your credit card statements and record your expenses. All that you have to do is keep track of your receipts every month, print out your credit card statement, and open up an Excel spreadsheet. Now, I want you to go through all of those expenses and in the spreadsheet, record how much you spent and what you spent it on. Do this every month, and over time, you'll start to be able to divide your spending and your spending habits into categories. And then from there, you can start to split your spending habits up into things like rent and groceries and shopping and entertainment and phone bill. You'll start to see categories like that emerge naturally that fit your own spending and your own spending habits. And from there, you'll be able to get a really good understanding of what percentage of your income goes towards things like your living costs every month versus your discretionary income or spending on entertainment, things like that. This type of knowledge is super useful to have in the long run because it means that you're gonna be able to be in charge of your own spending habits and behaviors. This is what's gonna set you up for success later in life when you have more disposable income to play with and you get to start deciding where you wanna partition that money off to in regards to other larger financial goals that you're setting for yourself. Now, if you're feeling a little bit lost already, don't worry, I just want you to hit pause on this episode and go sign up for a free mini course that we're currently offering at the How to Adult School called the Seven Day Make Friends With Your Money Icebreaker Challenge. This is a free week-long mini course that every day for a week is gonna give you a simple, actionable lesson that you can take, digest, and put into action in your own life so that by the end of the week, you'll really have a solid understanding of the ABCs of personal finance management and you'll feel ready to move on to the next step. I've linked that in the description for this episode or you can find it at howtoadultschool.com slash seven day money challenge. Once you've mastered tracking your personal finances, that means you're gonna be able to move on to lesson number two, which is learning how to create some version of a personal budget for yourself. 
Now, a lot of people are tempted to start by making a budget, but this is going to be really impossible for you to do without doing the first exercise and having a proper understanding of how money flows in and out of your life. Now, sticking to what you're probably envisioning right now as a very traditional, strict budget is not always necessary, so don't get scared off by this point. The idea of budgeting boiled down is really just being mindful of how and where you spend your money and understanding how much of your income goes towards necessary life expenses versus discretionary income. Following a stricter budgeting system might end up being more necessary for you if you're at a stage in your life where your discretionary income is low and you have to be really careful about where you allocate each dollar. But overall, play around with different budgeting systems. There are tons of ways to do this and figure out what system works best for you personally while you're in your 20s. The idea is that while you're still young, it's just a good idea to get in the habit of following some form of budget so that you have the muscle ready to go when you step into later parts of your life and suddenly you find yourself having to manage money going to a lot of different areas and having a bit more financial responsibility. So whatever budgeting looks like to you individually, lesson number two to start in your 20s is just to begin getting in the practice of following some sort of personal budget. you know that you have a bit of work to do getting your personal financial life in order, but you don't even really know where to start? Do you get a pit of nervousness in your stomach every time you have to look at your credit card balance or the dust bunnies in your savings account? If this sounds familiar, well, you're definitely not alone, and I've got just the thing for you. The 7-Day Make Friends With Your Money Challenge. This free seven-day challenge will help you go from bank account dust bunnies to getting a grip on your personal finances so you can start saving for your bigger goals in life. Every day for seven days, you'll receive a new and easy-to-follow lesson with actionable steps that will take you 10 minutes or less to do. By the end of the week, you'll be saving for bigger and better things in your life, like taking yourself on a vacation guilt-free, saving for your future, or finally getting closer to buying that house that you never thought would be possible. To join the challenge, go to howtoadultschool.com slash seven day money challenge. That's seven day money challenge with dashes in between. Next, the third personal finance skill to develop in your 20s is to create a fully funded emergency savings account, AKA the FU fund. Now, if you've listened to any of these episodes so far, you know that I personally am really passionate about this. I'm sure you've all heard the stats about how many people in either Canada or the United States are always living paycheck to paycheck, or how many people are one unexpected car repair away from financial disaster. And this is really something that I would love to change by helping to make sure that everybody understands and is able to create their own emergency savings fund. Having a fully funded emergency savings account is, without a doubt, no questions asked, one of the first financial goals that you should set yourself as soon as you start earning a paycheck. Before you do anything else, before you start traveling, before you start investing for the future, before you start paying off student debt, you want to make sure that you've created that financial safety net for yourself and that you have an FU fund that you can fall back on if you need to. An emergency savings account is basically a specific sum of money that you have set aside in a high interest savings account, that part's important, 
that is available in liquid cash form that you're able to draw on and to depend on if you hit a point in life where things kind of go sideways for a while. How much you have saved in this account depends very much on what your individual life expenses are, as well as on how much time you want to buy for yourself with this emergency account. Now, I'm not going to get into too much detail with this here today. I've created entire episodes specifically around emergency savings accounts, or as I like to call them, FU funds, aka the sum of money that you have that will allow you to say FU and walk away from any type of situation that's not working for you for a while. So if you want to catch any of these episodes, which I highly recommend you do, I want to invite you to go ahead and listen to episode number six, as well as episode number 16. Personally, I've always kept what felt like a really extravagant personal savings account, but that's because I've always been self-employed, so I've always needed to make sure that I created a large safety net for myself. So for myself, sleeping well at night, I needed to make sure that I had at least a year's worth of living expenses set aside in an account which traditionally is viewed as way too much to have set aside. But to be completely honest, when the pandemic first hit and my other business was absolutely shut down, looks like it's gonna be shut down for at least two years, having that savings account saved my butt and kept me from spiraling into panic mode when I realized that I was gonna have to shell out to keep my business alive. After having this experience, I am so passionate about teaching about emergency savings accounts and making sure that absolutely everybody has the tools they need to build and create one. So if there's anything that I want you to take out of today's lesson, it's that if you are old enough to be working and earning a paycheck and you don't have an emergency fund, this is financial priority number one for you to create for yourself. Make it your personal mission over the upcoming months or years, however long it's going to take you to save up that emergency savings account, and make sure that you're setting aside enough money in a high interest savings account. Again, that part is important. I've linked my favorite high interest account in the description for this episode. And make sure that you are creating your own financial safety net and taking care of yourself. You need to do this before any other thing, and I need you to promise me that before we move on to the next point, okay? Deal? Deal. Okay, now on to financial lesson four that you need to start taking care of in your 20s, and that is managing debt. Now this can go either one of two ways. This either means paying off existing debt that you have, or working really hard not to fall into the trap of creating a consumer debt hole while you're in your 20s. Now, I know the topic of debt is big and scary and nobody really likes to talk about it that much, but it is so important to make sure that you're taking care of this while you're young for two reasons. First, debt always carries interest, which means the longer you carry that debt, the more money you're gonna have to pay on it. So it just makes sense financially to pay off your debt as quickly as you can. And number two, it's best to work on paying off as much debt as you can while you're young, because theoretically you should have fewer financial responsibilities at this point in your life than you will at later years. It's gonna be way easier to funnel money towards paying off your debts when you're not also funneling money into things like a mortgage or childcare costs or financial retirement funds. Even though while you're young, your salary likely won't be as high as it is in later years of your life, it's still so much easier to start just chipping away at that debt when you're young. Or if you're lucky enough to be in the position that you didn't 
say graduate with debt like student loans, please, please, please make sure that you don't fall into the trap of creating consumer debt for yourself with your credit card. This is something that happens to so many young people when they're faced with tasks like setting up their first apartments and they need to buy things like furniture. A lot of people will use their credit cards to finance life purchases like this, and it gets to be really, really hard to pay off those debts if you let them just sit. So please, while you're young, make sure that you're diverting a lot of money towards paying off as much debt as possible so that you're not looking at carrying that forward into other decades of your life. If you've been around here before, you know that it's my personal mission to make sure that everyone has an emergency savings account that will protect you when life doesn't go as planned. And where should you keep your emergency fund? In what's called a HESA, a high interest savings account. Now to save you time, I've already gone ahead and done the research and I'm keeping it up to date to find you the best high interest savings accounts today. To open your own, just go to www.howtoadultschool.com resources and click the button to open an account where you can not only safely keep your emergency fund, but also get paid the best interest rates on the market so your account earns you even more money while you're sleeping. Again, that link is at www.howtoadultschool.com resources. And finally, lesson number five for financial skills that you should start getting in the habit of while you're in your 20s is to start saving for your future. And yes, I am talking about saving for your retirement. Now, I know it seems impossible to envision your retired life, and it feels way too early when you're young to start saving for this, especially when it feels like no one else in your peer group is doing this. But it's really, really important to start saving for your future and investing for your future while you're as young as possible, and I'm about to tell you why. By starting to save and invest your money while you're young, you're going to be able to maximize the effect of something called compound interest. What this means is that when you invest money, over time that principal amount of money that you invested is going to grow. The magic of compound interest happens when you have the principal amount of money and then that earns interest and then the next time you earn interest on that interest and then interest on your interest interest and so on and so forth until the principal amount that you've invested has grown into a really large amount of money by earning interest on its interest. This starts to add up really quickly. And I'm gonna do entire future episodes talking more about how compound interest works and investing strategies and things like that. But for today's episode, the most important thing for you to understand is that the magical ingredient for compound interest to do its best work is time. The more time you give your investment accounts to compound their interest, the more money you're gonna end up with in that account at the end of the day. This means that starting investing and investing your money in these accounts while you're young is the best way for you to end up with a healthy retirement nest egg without having to contribute as much money over the course of your life. The mistake that a lot of people make while they're young is that they wanna use their discretionary income just for fun things and plan to start investing and saving later. This often means that they're not even taking advantage of things like their employee matches if they're contributing to an RRSP. 
What this means is that when they start investing later, they have to contribute money much more aggressively to reach that same end goal than they would have if they just started when they were young and diverted just a fraction of their discretionary income towards investing for their future. Now, it's never too late to start investing, so don't feel like you've missed that bandwagon. The name of the game is always to start today instead of tomorrow. So don't worry if you haven't been doing this so far. Start as soon as you're able, and you'll still be able to use compound interest to your best advantage. I want to finish this off, though, by making a note that even if you're really excited about this concept and if you want to start saving and investing right away, it's really important that you tackle some of these other four lessons first before you start investing. For example, before you start to save and invest anything, it's vital to make sure that you have a fully funded emergency savings account. After that, it's really worthwhile to start tackling paying off high interest debt that you're carrying. For example, if you're carrying credit card debt, pay that sucker off as quickly as possible. After that, if you're not paying as high a percentage rate on your debt, it can make sense to contribute money to your retirement and your savings and your investment accounts at the same time. But really, this is the fifth point in this lesson for a reason. This is the fifth thing that you should turn your head to doing in your 20s when you start working and earning a paycheck. So if you can get started on even some of these five financial skills while you're in your 20s, awesome, you are doing great. If you can start to manage getting a handle on all of them, you're gonna absolutely blow your own mind with how much more confident, in control, and safe you feel about making money decisions as you continue to grow up and move towards other financial life goals. There's a strong prevailing idea these days that you wanna use your 20s just to have fun and worry about the financial stuff later, but by practicing these five skills, I can guarantee you're not going to reduce the amount of fun that you have in your 20s. Maybe you'll end up with a lot less consumer debt and consumer guilt, and you'll still be able to make sure that you're on solid financial ground when you start nearing the end of the decade, and it's time to start turning your focus and your eyes to the next thing that you want to achieve. So do yourself a favor and help future you out by starting to lay a good financial foundation now so that you're not held back later when you wanna to start to do things like purchase a house or invest in your own startup idea or take a sabbatical and travel with kids for a year. Anything like that that you think you're gonna to wanna to do in the future will be so much easier to achieve if you start laying the groundwork today. So to do a quick recap, First, you wanna get in the habit simply of tracking your expenses and your spending. This is the number one financial skill you need to master before you start moving on to anything else. Step number two is to get in the habit of following some sort of personal budgeting system that works well for you. Now, there are tons of different ways that you can follow a budget from strict to totally loosey-goosey. Use this time to experiment and find what works best for you and your money mindset and your spending habits. Step number three is to create a fully funded emergency savings fund. And I feel really strongly about this one because I can tell you personally from experience, it saved my skin and I can tell you in more, more ways than one, my life would look really different today if I hadn't spent the time and energy and money setting up a solid FU fund while I was in my early 20s. So as long as you have even a trickle of disposable income right now, at least until you get that built up to a certain amount, you wanna divert as much of that as possible into building your emergency savings fund. 
Again, if that's something that you want to get started with right away and you don't have one yet, which I highly recommend, I recommend going to watch episode six of the How to Adult Show to learn how to start setting one up. And also check out the description of this episode for the high interest savings accounts that I recommend using right now to safely store your emergency fund. Step number four is to make sure that you're using these years to pay off any sort of debt you've incurred or if you're so lucky to not have any debt right now, make sure that you don't let yourself create debt while you're in your 20s. It's so easy in this decade of your life to use your credit card as a way to finance your personal life, and that really is gonna set you up for a hard time digging yourself out of that hole later in life that you're not gonna have to deal with or that you're not gonna want to have to deal with. So do yourself a favor, make sure you pay off debt as aggressively as possible right now before you have other financial responsibilities or don't get yourself into debt in the first place. And finally, step number five is to start using at least some, just a little bit of your discretionary income to start saving and investing for your future and your retirement. Starting young means that you'll be able to take the most advantage of the power of compound interest and you'll have to contribute to your retirement savings much less aggressively later in life just because you've started young and given compound interest that much more time to work its magic. Now, if you wanna take your time and go through this list in more detail, you can always find a written version of every episode over on the show notes at the How to Adult School website. So on the website, that's called the blog, head on over to the blog and you will find a corresponding written post as well as all of the linked resources or other resources I think that you'll like for every single episode of the How to Adult Show. Again, you can go to www.howtoadultschool.com slash show notes for all of that information. Also, I have loads of episodes scheduled to come out over the upcoming weeks about topics like building your FU fund, investing for your future, understanding compound interest better. So if you wanna make sure that you're set up to learn more and keep up with the show, I want you to go ahead and make sure that you've clicked subscribe on the How to Adult Show. Number one, this shows me that I am on the right track creating these episodes and I'm giving you the right type of information. And number two, it's the best way to know when a new episode of the show comes out so that you can tune in and learn what we're talking about that day. And finally, I always love to hear from you. So please, if you have any comments or questions about today's episode, let me know, for example, which of these five steps you're gonna start tackling first so that you have a little bit of accountability by writing it out for me. You can always comment down in the description below this episode or over on the blog post for each episode, again, at howtoadultschool.com slash show notes. So that's it for today's show. I'm your host, Corey Fowler. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit subscribe and that way I will see you right back here next Monday with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.